Music is the Weapon, a documentary by Barbara Flood. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. With my music I create change. I'm using my music as a weapon. Music is the weapon of the givers of life. It must be well used for the gift of humanity. Fela Kuti, a Nigerian musician and activist. So can music really change things? In our own history, particularly from around 1798 on, did music help ferment revolution and disseminate radical ideas? Or was it used as yet another tool to forge a narrow national identity which had little to do with the original ethos? Terry Moylan runs Napi Brielon, a piper centre on Henrietta Street, Dublin, and is author of The Age of Revolution in the Irish Song Tradition, 1776-1815. I visited Napi Brielon and asked Terry how the apparent success of the French and American revolutions influenced people here. They reinforced a trend that had already existed in Ireland uh, from the early 18th century. Uh, writers like Swift, Molyneux and Lucas were beginning to suggest that the, the British regime in Ireland was unjust economically. And towards the end of the century, with the, the two revolutions that you mentioned, there were two examples that uh, countries had decided that things could be better. Tyrants shake with dread and tremble for his guilty head. May regal toys in dust be laid and man no longer wear them. For was uh, France threw off the um, aristocratic government and America threw off colonial government, and in both cases they improved the or claims to improve at any rate the lot of the common people. So that sent a very powerful message to people in Ireland in the, the 1780s, 1790s. Old church and king in close embrace The burdens of the human race The people tell you to your face That you will soon repent it for kings in power and preaching drones, the source of all our heavy groans. Down from your pulpit, down from your thrones, you'll tumble unlamented. How did the United Irishmen help to spread revolutionary ideas through music, especially through songbooks like Paddy's Resource? Before they were actually declared illegal, they had produced a songbook called Paddy's Resource. And in it, they encapsulated their political and economic theories in easily learned ballads on the, the, the popular song style and published these as, as a, a means of trying to influence and form public opinion. Now, most of them are unsingable. A few of them have survived and, and are, remain in tradition. But people would have read them, I think, and uh, absorbed political theory that way. Arab Paddies, my hearties, have done with your parties. Let men of all creeds and professions agree. If orange and green men no longer were seen men, now Bocklash, how easy old Aaron we'd free. It's enough for to vex us the way these rogues tax us. Without leave or license, they take all away. But if the cash fail us, by dad they soon jail us. For the devil a half worth we dare do but pay. Paddy's Advice is a very, very well written song. It's written, I think, to the air of a popular jig at the time, the name of which I can't remember. I think it's called Coppers and Brass nowadays. But it's very well written. It's, it's cleverly written and it's very witty. And I think there's seven or eight verses, but each one delivers a political or economic and message. And bid them to keep, sir, his poor straying sheep, sir, so they fleece all the wool and the flock they despise. 
Our landlord's so grand, sir, they keep all the land, sir, and pocket the rent just as if twas their own. For license to dig or to plough up a rig, we must pay what we earn by the strength of the bone. When Adam was born, sir, on a fine sunny morn, sir, he was told unto God alone rent he should pay. The water and land sure were made for all men, sure. Are there no other men but the landlords, I pray? And then significantly, in 1798, there was an edition published with new songs. And in 1803, I think just before Emmett's Rebellion, there was a new edition published. So the, the 98 and the 1803 editions kind of tell me that they were publishing these things and distributing them before armed action in order to whip up support Ooh, for the action that was going to, to come. Ready, join the ranks and never flee. Determined, stand by one another, and from tyrants you'll be free. Viva la United Heroes, triumphant may they always be. Viva la our gallant brethren that have come to... That song is probably the only one that we can say with absolute certainty was in the possession of the people in 1798. But it was found, as the text states, on the mother of Doherty, a United Irishman who was killed by Woolahan at Delgany. In the county of Wicklow in autumn 98, she was seen to throw it out of her pocket, yet she swore she never saw it. And the fact that this was picked up in a, quotes, rebel's cottage in 1798, it kind of proves that this type of thing was being distributed as a, as a means of inflaming the people or rallying them, if you like. United heroes, triumphant may they always be. Viva la our gallant brethren that have come to set us free. The fighting spirit and sense of hope in the early songs turned to grief and shock as the rebellions of 1798 and 1803 were brutally put down. We're left to be seen. On false information, we're shot on Dunlavin Green. The song has no political point to make at all. It simply recounts and laments the events. And the register of language really interests me because it is so different from the literate songs that were put out by the United Irishman. Likewise it's a folk song. Who are shot down on the plain And young Andy Ryan Whose mother distracted will run For the loss of her own darling boy Her eldest son By the time a hundred years had passed, 98 had become an important part of the nationalist consciousness and the songs of 1798 and 1803, more so those written a hundred years later by PJ McCall and people like that, became very popular. Interestingly enough, the actual contemporary songs from the period of the Risings themselves didn't filter through into the popular consciousness. Things like um, Rouse Hibernians, there's no indication of it, have, of it having been used on the occasion of the centenary, but it was a more recent act of recollection that informed the public consciousness rather than, if you like, something that had survived through the years from the rebellion. We have our collection of pictures. We have about 6,000 pictures, all connected in some way with the pipes or pipers. We have a collection of periodicals on traditional music. Um, any commercial recording that includes piping, we acquire it. Um, we regularly have visitors. 
Uh, we do presentations if there are groups who are interested in learning about the instrument or about the bee reel and so just phone the office and inquire about that. And next door is our library. We call it the Sean Reed Library after one of our founders. What are these? Uh, these are two copies of two editions of Paddy's Resource, the United Irish uh, publication. And it was published in 1795, 96, 98 and 1803. And in each case they had new songs. They were distributed, as I say, sold as uh, songsters and described as the harp of Aaron attuned to freedom, a collection of patriotic songs selected for Paddy's amusement. And there were things like English translations of the Marseillaise or uh, songs to the same air as God Save the Queen, but with different, different lyrics, obviously. The Rights of Man. Isn't it Thomas mm, Paine? Thomas or... Paine, yeah. There were supposed to have been thousands of copies of Paine's Rights of Man distributed free throughout Ireland by the United Irishman. But the titles themselves will give an, an idea of the, the complexion of the thing. Unite and be ready. Millions be wise. The chapter of kings. Liberty is mine. The Negro's complaint is an interesting one because they were sympathetic to the uh, abolitionist cause as well. Turnus and wind are still striving to blind us, but a hungry eye through their cobwebs can see. To make things more sure, sir, they can keep us secure, sir. They've pensioned the press to shadow the mind. They could be used truth, as a public opinion time. poll at this stage. You read all these songs that were produced by the people. And the people are telling you what they think. And mine, one and all, boys, the system must fall, boys. Must fall if we stick to each other like wax. So your tone, your broke paddy, down with that rogue paddy. Who'd strive to divide us, or therefore to tax. That was a song written by Jemmy Hope one of the United Irishmen's chief organisers who fought in the Battle of Antrim in 1798 and in Dublin during the uprising of 1803. That song there, Paddy's Advice, has to my knowledge never been recorded. Like Terry Moylan said earlier, many of the songs that were popularised in the 19th and 20th centuries weren't from the time of the rebellions themselves. This could explain why the Catholic Church comes across as one of the main supporters of the rebellion, when in fact it has always cited more of the colonial regime. I was curious as to how so many of our rebel songs had flattened our historical experiences rather than be a force for true political change. Maybe I needed to go back a step and see if there was something I was missing. I talked to Tom Stokes, journalist and author of The Transmogrification of Ideals into Ideology, Irish Republicanism 1798-1916. And I asked him where he thought the roots of revolution at that time sprang from. It began in, uh, really in the northeast of the country, uh, around Belfast. And it was essentially coming not directly out of the European Enlightenment, it was coming through the Scottish Enlightenment, which was almost exclusively dissenting. They were Methodist or Presbyterian, because that's the basis of the Scottish Protestant tradition. Um, and if you think about republicanism and, and its, its principles, uh, it fits much more closely with the dissenting tradition in Protestantism than it does with Catholicism, which is a mon- monarchical uh, structure. It has a, an emperor at the top and the cardinals as the princes and so on down through the hierarchies. Uh, whereas Methodist and Presbyterians um, elect their leaders. So republicanism, if you think about the the ideals and the principles and the general ethos of it, uh, fits much more comfortably with that part of the Protestant religion. So why do so many of the songs from that time frame what happens within Catholic nationalism? For instance, the song Boule of Vogue, which posits Father Murphy as one of the main leaders in Wexford. Kavanagh had it in his, his version, which is a completely spurious version. Uh, He had it that it was the priests who led the people, and that's rubbish. Uh, There's the memoirs of Miles Byrne, for instance, which is available online, um, 
show exactly how the organisation was and, and who the inciting figures were. And of course, Father Murphy figures in that. But Father Murphy only came to the rebellion because he was in dispute with his bishop, Bishop Caulfield of Wexford, who was a complete royalist. Um, so if, if he hadn't been in dispute, uh, the likelihood is that he would have been obedient to his bishop. The, the fact that he was in dispute and had been suspended from his priestly duties left him as an open source then for inciting the people to rise up. And, and that's how then the Catholic Church becomes so powerful in the free state uh, and how republicanism is moved from being a very pure set of ideas and ideals uh, into being this other broad thing which is Catholic nationalism and which very often has nothing to do with republicanism. The singer Frank Hart once said that those who win the war write the history, those who suffer write the songs. But maybe those who win the war get to decide which of these songs survive and which we get to hear. Songs like Jemmy Hope's Paddy's Advice wouldn't have sat well with the Gombean Catholic state that took control in 1922. A nation once again and all that stuff was more in keeping with the kind of administration that wanted to ban jazz music in the 1930s. Anyway, this appropriation of revolutionary ideas hasn't gone unnoticed by newer generations of songwriters. From a place locked up in a lockdown cell There's a voice here disguised as a prophet from hell The fortunes of those who sought to expect In the name of justice the godly reflect The ancient wisdom of a riddle revealed Revived by a system that taught us to yield The games of a nation, a flag that was raised National unity, unified praise Public distortions aborted the brave Sent from this place to an early grave The institutions of people enslaved Restored under the constitution of a new wave The old regime Mother and other guys Behold a new landlord is a must But Irish eyes The price of the patriot nature provides A nasty neo-colonial pride Welcome to the four seasons To the resonance of your doom As the sunlight sets the rebellion Heads for the land of the rising moon As we give you what you call reason Here's a relevance to your noon We come from the That was Captain Moonlight, a musician from Kilkenny who was as much influenced by Public Enemy as by any of our rebel ballads. When I heard Public Enemy for the first time, for me was the exposure to a kind of uh, something exciting, something new, and something that just wasn't run-of-the-mill kind of crap that you hear on the radio the whole time, or, you know, basically talking loud, saying nothing kind of stuff. And these people had an agenda, and I was kind of going, whether you agreed with it or disagreed with it, it was something completely different. And it made me... It made me think, probably, for the first time. I was a very conservative teenager, and then I heard them. It made me start watching everything and start looking at everything. I was still relatively naive, and I would take general media discourses, what, that's the way things are. But as time goes on, then I kind of listened to other forms of political hip-hop and went to Paris, and not the, not the city now, but the actual, the, the rapper, um, the likes of Paris, Ice-T, Boogie Down Productions, and all these groups were, and they were just saying stuff that was there like, why is it more music like this? Like, And it was just that, and in that mid-late 80s period into the early 90s, there was a musical revolution that was just, that was hip-hop, and it was just, it was lyrically way more challenging than ever, I ever experienced. And for me, it was, that was the, what set me on the road. So if what I read and what I study, you know, when I hit the mid-90s, late-90s, I'm reading Chomsky, I'm, I'm, reading books about the history of anarchism or Marxism and all these ideas. And I'm studying fascism as well and kind of trying to understand the different ideologies and the capitalist system we live in and everything else. And I'm becoming more clued in to what's going on. And it started with that stuff. All washed up when the cash flow stops. Economic slavery keeps the bottom from the top. You're claiming to be the voice of the people. We're standing on the thrones of your so-called equals. What Marx is saying is real relevance even today in what we're living in. What Bakunin was saying has real relevance still to this day, you know what I mean? Even certain philosophers like Nietzsche would make certain critiques of the way systems ran back then actually could be planted right into the modern day society. And certain things that he would say I wouldn't agree with, but this, these ideas start flowing. And in the 90s is where I suppose where that period of my life where I kind of went from that kind of conservative uh, product of the 
the Western civilization kind of uh, what you call a template. You know what I mean? I went from that into something that was far more involved in the ideas and the thoughts and the writings, whether it was from Emma Goldman, you know, just little anecdotes, little moments and little things that you read. And, you know, it could be Oscar Wilde, it could be anything. And it just, I suppose, it radicalised my thinking. For all those songs that sang the names For all those songs that sung of pain For all those who suffer and they thought would break That the land of the rising moon would win Welcome to the Four Seasons To the resonance of your doom As the sunlight sets the rebellion heads For the land of the rising moon As we give you what you call reason Here's a relevance to your noon We come from the darkest recess Yes, from the land of the rising moon I think anyone can be radicalised by uh, ideas and thoughts and sometimes in popular culture is the only place where people hear it for the first time. I fully believe in an absolute out and out change of the system. The system has to be overturned. But I wouldn't have seen myself as a radical growing up. I just found myself interested in the ideas and then just it started spewing out of my own writing and it just started coming out and out and out and, and I couldn't start writing. I couldn't go back to writing any other way. It had to just be kind of conceived in that way. And yeah, I do the humorous songs and everything else, but everything I wrote after that was becoming informed by what I was reading and what I was listening to. And it was as much the music that sparked everything else and then always coming back to the music. And I was there then trying to do my own thing of translating what I was learning into what I was writing. So then my music was becoming informed by all these different strands and then it was trying to inform back to people are not The industry is still designed for the glam, as you said, the mundane and stuff like Jinx or myself and a few other artists are still on the periphery. Um, I think, you know, I remember Rira saying about, like, you know, he couldn't give a damn about the radio. He's underground. He's, he's happy enough with that. And he's right, but the, there's, there, is the, there is the flip side to that. And there's kind of... Um, the problem is, it's not that you, we're not on it. It's what is on it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it what, it's what is being listened to by everyone. What people are, you know, they're talking about... I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what people listen to anymore. I really am becoming out here. But the movement can become big enough. The uh, ideas, underground music can become big enough whereby it may not be on the radio, but it'll be there on the internet and it will be there at gigs in, in towns around the country and stuff like that eventually. And hopefully, hopefully that will be what people will start going to see. They will just start ignoring what they're hearing in the mainstream. The mainstream is always there to be ignored. of hypocrites, high priests of strict parameters, the gospel of words spread by apostles of amateurs, worship and laws they have made, constitution, the new king's reign, democratic institution, exaggerate the fame, we are born equal, never let the truth get in the way of what's legal. Your laws are worthless, a mercenary service Father of environment, property is purpose Pandering to gamble and the gullible are reeling Praying to the gods whose creation is stealing Purchase the freeds, sold in a stock to buy As I said, what I write will never make someone take to the streets or start protesting against the water charges. People are going to do that because of other reasons and other factors in their life. That's what they're going to do. What I'm doing is writing about it and people, and like anything, art is just a stimulant. It's a way of thinking and it can inspire people and it can make people want to look further into what the world around them. It can make people, it can make people, it can, as I said, it can stimulate people into thinking and to changing how they look at the world. And that's the most important thing. It's a spark. As Chuck D said it himself, we're not a revolutionary. We're just one, we're just a spark. You know, the people who listen to us will take it further and find out what they need to find out for themselves.
Sandra McShane is a musician and an activist living in Cork. I asked her why there's a need for songwriters to engage with political themes. I think it's more important than ever because as a society worldwide, we're all just going over a cliff and you know, it's it's artists and musicians and movie makers and, well, it sh- at least it should be, are the ones that are gauging what's going on in society and they make works of art to kind of warm people. And if their music isn't getting out there and people are just watching X Factor or, or just watching mindless TV shows, then they're just, they're going to go over that cliff that bit quicker, you know, and if people or listening to music with content might make them stop and think. So I think it's more important than ever. We're all gonna come together and stand under the same umbrella Cause we've had enough of your fooling around Yeah, gonna go take you down Power to the people Power to the people Take you down Take you down Power to the people You've got all these marketing people and they're using symbolism against us, you know, to keep us down so that if you feel a crap about yourself, you, you would want to buy our product. If that's what capitalism is doing and it's wreaking havoc on people's self-esteem, then you need music to counteract that. Stop lying to the people. Say you'll cut us off and down to a trickle. You can't do that. You know it. And all the clever people see straight through it. This is a scam, that's just a natural fact, natural fact. Irish water, are you listening? At the moment, yeah, people have just, they just don't want to know. It's just, you know, people start talking about politics and they're like, oh, you know, just fed up of it because maybe they feel there's nothing they can do to change it. So I suppose maybe that's one role music could play is to, for people to use their creativity to imagine a better way. That song actually, um, John Lennon, Imagine. I remember listening to it when I was about 12 and uh, I just remember bawling crying because <laughs> it was just so beautiful. I was kind of, and it was like, why can't we all just share the world? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it that crazy an idea? Power to the people, power to the people, natural fact. Power to the people, to the Jinx Lennon wouldn't regard himself as a political musician, but he writes about what he sees, and in a world of spin, gloss and Photoshop, his honesty could be forgiven for looking political. I asked him why more songwriters don't write about what they actually see. They want to make money. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really sell that much. No, if you're, if, you're, if you're putting yourself in the lane, it doesn't really sell, because then you're, you're sort of going over the, the lane a little bit. People are always going to be a bit wary of you, but you're singing a bit. Yeah. Here's that guy again, what is he going to be singing about this time? I can't trust him 100% that he's not going to make a show of this thing. It's 5am, the owner of the lap dance club struts around the floor to Tony Bennett. His eyes will like licorice, but why not? He's rolling in it. Some of his customers include young men who work on pizza factory all week with shitty jobs. Accountant sons, who've got more than a few bob. They're all coming together, hands across the border. Well, economics is the boy who brings everyone to order. For instance, on the one umbrella, it's a tricolor psalm. 
short to reveal in East European special forces roles on his chest. They're all coming together out of special interest. Female traffic from Colombia to Adriatic. Send your hungry, tired, poor females over Tiberia. There's work here for you in the North Third area. When you go out into the night, Gesha, into the, into the flesh taxis, yeah. I I work for the help desk and people well, somebody with administration came to me and said, Jinx, you should really go for something like the voice. And at the time I didn't say it to him, but I love to have said, You don't know how much you're insulting me by what you're saying to me, you know. Really like that. And humorously because uh, you know, you don't take these things to heart because yeah. I don't understand. But to me it's cabaret, it's like uh, Vera Lynn singing for the trips in the war or something. It's cabaret, it's not music, it's yeah. It's entertainment, light on. It's like butlins. It's like the red coats sort of coming. Good night, children. When you're when you're at seven or eight, Keeps it's on. not it's not music. Keeps People love sleep. it. It's entertaining. It's big, big business. Yeah. But it's not music. It's not art. It's not expressing yourself. To me, if you're making music, to me, making and putting stuff out there is party meditation for me. But it's expressing yourself. It's it's keeping the wasp from buzzing around your head and uh, encircling you. It's keeping that bit of flight for yourself is when you're doing your own thing and liking what you do. I always feel it was a diabolical decision at Shannon Airport letting innocent people be taken to torture prisons. At the time the consensus was the country still needed growth, never ever stepping the big boys' toes, never ever rocked the boat. The government of this country treats the ordinary people with contempt. But look at the way they act when they go over to the European Parliament. They turn the little schoolboys and coquettish young girls, licking the ass of the European Commissioner who'd be amused by their embarrassing words. You feel you're a cowboy now, you really got it going on. But as soon as you cross the water to them, you're nothing but a leprechaun. See the mix over in the In the radio, that's. When you hear a song that's actually a classic, it's actually very, very uplifting when you're sitting in the car and you hear actually something that's been put together with a lot of thought. Like you can talk with the Neptunes and the, the rap producers and stuff like that, and they're really mm. good at what to do. But a lot of it, to me, it just is really, really homogenous. Yeah. And it's great. I like to hear something. There's a band called the Sleaford Mods. They're, they're a band from Grantham over in England. And to me, they're sort of taking the DIY thing back and they're saying something but it's very very basic stuff what they're doing but a lot of people are cutting on they really like it because uh, it's actually a bit raw and they're actually saying something mm. Not you're not going to get uh, people who like Kit Perry liking it it's, it's it gives me hope for music Lights. I'm going to sing a song called Everyone's Got a Mental Home Inside Their Head because no matter what you do no matter where you go there's one thing you'll find is pretty apparent, that is everyone. Everyone's got, everyone's got a mental homicide in your head. To me, you have to watch yourself because you can soften it up to a point where you're pissing yourself off and you don't want to do it anymore if you're trying to get away from the message and make it sort of a bit more, cut the, the corners off it, the rough corners. So I started cutting all the rough corners off my music. I wouldn't want to do it anymore because there's a bit of devilment with it that I need to keep it going, you know? I, le- I like the rough corner. commercialized youth culture, media corporations, drink company sponsorship, mostly white middle class and male cultural gatekeepers, and a host of vested state and business interests. How can music be anything other than politically unaware or socially semi-conscious? Has a lack of working class artists and the unwillingness of most songwriters to honestly document what they see led to a kind of gentrification of music? Someone who couldn't be accused of feeding into this is Tommy Cady.
I don't want to go to the Simon Cowell's or the Louis Walsh's of this world. I want to say it as it is. I don't want to sugarcoat it and say, oh, I'll have a Coke and a smile and everything is dandy because it's not. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about, okay, it may be negative, right? But you still need to hear it. It's the truth. You know, like, you know, the old saying, the truth hurts. People don't want to hear it. Well and good, but there are people that do want to hear it. I mean, you know, my, my spirit is lifted when I see thousands of people marching on the street against the government, you know, up the upheaval. And I mean, it's a powder keg about to explode if it carries on. And I, I really, I really believe that there's going to be a revolution, right? But it's not going to, it has to be global. It can't just work in one country. It has to be the whole world saying, right, we've had enough of you gangsters in, in politics. It's bollocks. She's a lion to us. He's giving us promises and breaking them all the time. He's not culpable for your actions. He's a, they're not. They don't, they don't take responsibility for their mistakes. They, they never admit to, being, to making a mistake. They never admit to being wrong. I wish to talk to you this evening about the state of the nation's affairs. And the picture I have to paint is not, unfortunately, a very cheerful one. Cheerful, very cheerful. When Jesus got tempted by Satan, Satan offered Jesus all the governments of the world, all the corporations, all the big businesses of the world, if he bowed down to him. So all the governments and the big businesses, they all belong to Satan. It's Satan's you know, government. I'm always going to be in the underground because... All that glitz and glam and stuff, man, I'm it makes me feel really good, you know, when I see them in their yachts and their big houses and all. That's not what hip-hop is about. That's not what rap is about. Rap is, rap is about the streets, the struggle on the streets, you know, the homeless, the prostitutes, the drug dealers, guys ending up in prison, you know, the, the politics of it all. That's what it's about. They're singing about, you know, having flash cars and big houses and the bling bling and all that crap and the champagne lifestyle. No, we don't all live that way. You know, I'm, my music is for the have nots. It's not for the middle classes or the, or the, or the upper classes. My music is for the working class people. The people that have to struggle every day to get by. You know, the people that, the people that deserve a break, but they're not getting it, you know? I'm a one class soldier standing to attention Representing residents in council tenements My shit's relevant, my brothers and sisters benevolent brethren Who'd have thought we'd ever see a black president? And the only change is the colour of the man's skin Cause we still live in a capitalist system Snobs, chins are stiffening, rude and ignorant Never spare a thought for the poor man's predicament Spare that poor man some change to get him a cuppa We're all God's children, ain't we? And he's your brother Oh, Mother Mary, I can't see clearly And my vision is blurry People, they're constantly acting so contrary When I spit, it's the truth Like a hundred percent bottle of hooch with the news All of my views are man's worldly ways I see some men that sit on thrones And other men are slaves The slaves, they're the proletariat The working class is the masses While the minority sit on their asses Burning the world to ashes Cashing in the harasses. It doesn't take a mathematician to do the mathematics. These bastards have the world on its knees. Homeless are begging, please, to get changed for a couple of years. It's a park with you know, worst to green. I heard to see so many people for what I hate. So many people emigrated. But God created men as We're not going to stand for this shit, man. We're not. We, we don't deserve to be treated like this. It's told, like, our, our hospitals, they're, they're like the toward world conditions, man. People waiting in hallways on trolleys. On trolleys? Really? Really? Oh, that's bullshit, man. That has to change. This country has to change. The world has to change. You know? Kids as young as six are in the slave trade making Expensive suits, it makes me puke The government rebuke every promise they make And doctor the truth The proof is, capitalism ceasing to exist Thousands of unemployed and more are homeless The owners goes and property owners Stockbrokers and bondholders Then they say, fuck the working class, no hopers The only look we have is the four-leaf clover The good old days of the classic toy are over 
The government that hate them, they belong to Satan Every time the people only got no taken And we are all forsaken In the hands of these greedy corrupt states Government that hate them, they belong to Satan Every time the people only got no taken And we are all forsaken they grew up and they use words like civilised and decent, right? What's civilised and decent about going over to Iraq and bombing a lot of innocent people? Nothing. Nothing. Cause I'm starving to death, government spin and spin Hospitals get dilapidated, more contaminated Patients and aches and pains and trolleys waiting Nurses are saying, the doctor will see you soon You said that two hours ago and his face is fucking going blue We're going through with the bill of broken promises There's no wonder with these governments that full of bullshit The government that hate them, they belong to Satan Everything the people own, they've gone out and taken And we are all forsaken in the hands of these greedy corrupt statesmen The government that hate them, they belong to Satan Everything the people own, they're gone out and taken And we are all forsaken In the hands of these greedy corrupt statesmen The government that hate them, they belong to Satan Everything the people own, they're gone out and taken And we are all forsaken In the hands of these greedy corrupt statesmen While voices like Tommy KD's are rarely heard in mainstream music, there are a few schemes around the country trying to address class bias in music education. I talked to Billy O'Callaghan, manager of the Cork Academy of Music, and asked him if it's important to have a project like the Academy of Music open on Cork's north side. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the, the obvious success of the Academy, which has been operating a C scheme, um, using music as a tool for social inclusion since 1994, has proven time and time to be a, to be, to be a great asset to giving people in the community opportunities. It, um, it has well gone beyond proving that point. Um, in fact, I think they believe there should be more of them there. Um, and in recent years, the, um, the agencies have recognised the need for providing that same service to uh, people in the community for... for people that are not eligible for um, C schemes, young, young, young ad, unemployed adults ranging in age from 18 to 25. And uh, since the Academy got involved in those courses in 2009, they have again uh, proved to be very successful. On the full-time courses by day, um, there's about uh, 80 people on average and the courses kind of run, run in conjunction with each other. And then we'd have maybe another, maybe um, 16 additional people that come in kind of on a part-time basis in the mornings. And in the afternoons then we have kind of weekly courses that cater for senior citizens um, and men's groups um, which are very kind of uh, structured in a very informal setting and the, the, uh, the, the training or the teaching being provided in that case would be based on what the learners would choose themselves to learn and uh, those courses kind of are once a week in the afternoons. In the main it would provide an opportunity for people in the community to come in that maybe have, have left mainstream education that wouldn't have had the opportunity to access a music education for a variety of reasons in their own uh, living circumstances. Um, so in that regard, it's, it's, it's the benefits to the community come, come through that. Um, I suppose through performances and people going back out into the community performing afterwards and performing at local community events would then be other benefits that the community would experience. And do you see a difference in individuals then? You've been here three years when they come in. Yes, certainly. Um, I, I've come since, since my time here, I've come across people when they come in and um, some might maybe experience in the low levels of self-esteem and confidence in that. And over a period of time, you, 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 I have, I have witnessed a number of people where their confidence has definitely, um, definitely um, risen, and their self-esteem has been raised as well as a result of their time here on courses. And it's, it's been quite evident after a very short period of time with some, with some people. I asked Billy if he'd give me a tour of the academy. We met and spoke to students and teachers in the busy building. We're currently in the music technology room. This is a, a, a equipment that we've um, that we've managed to um, acquire um, in the last couple of years. Um, it's 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 equipment with obviously with young people with technology and the the, the society today with people that are that computers and uh, the music industry has gone that way. That it's 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 a kind of a subject that a lot of young people are very attracted to, um, it's, as well as playing instruments. That the technology side of it is uh, is available as well to them. You have the um, computer which are Sibelius um, music notation software on them 
and you also have Cubase. Um, there's mastering, mixing, editing, and the training in how to record and make their own CDs and that, which we're finding very beneficial. This is the piano laboratory, as you as you can see. There's um, there's eight pianos um, hooked up to a kind of um, an internal um, speaking system, where the teacher can teach the basics of. Um, of, of piano to eight people at one time. Um, where the main benefit from this group training with piano we, we find is that it's, it's from the theory that the students will be learning that they can visually look at the screen as you can see where the notation is up and they can, um, they can hear it by pressing so it transfers the written music on the screen to what the actual sound of that music is of the different chords or the different chord sounds or different pieces so it's very beneficial in that regard as well as an introduction to, getting, to gaining uh, basic piano skills. This is the scheme that has been running the longest. Yossi Valdman is a musician studying at the academy. I asked him what he thought of the place. I love it. I've been here before. I came here in 2001 and uh, been here till 2004. Then I joined Voices of Cork and I went and is uh, on back to work enterprise allowance. Why do, you, why do you think it's important to have schemes like this in communities? Oh, it's very important. It's very important for the community. Yeah, it's very important because all of us has music. It's not only for rich people or it's not only for certain type of people. Or all of us here is very talented. Every single one of us. This is now one of our ensemble rooms. Um, it was formerly the woodwork room of the old school. As you can see, there is a stage there now. It's used as, at times as a classroom for, for classroom-based training um, and the stage is also used then for performances, for training performances for, uh, for different size bands and uh, we also on occasion as well then bring in members of the public and we provide musical performances for them. And they're working away here, we can hear them. And that, that would be a typical example now of the way, that the, the methods that we use here in, in training students, that the tutor is actually sitting down and practically going through the, the, the pieces with the, with the students participating themselves as well, which is like, while well, you have um, training for, in the classroom-based training, this is kind of um, isolated areas where three or four people are going in and performing in an ensemble in their preparation for their performances. The place is very busy, as you can see, <laughs> and uh, we also um, built the stage here, and we put on shows, we put on um, shows for members of the public, there's community drama which we run in the evenings for members of the community outside of students here and we also have drama modules involved in some of the modules in, the, in our courses here and as you can see we have a sound and lighting desk so we can we can train people um, how to work in putting on a production be it a, be it a musical production or be it a theatre production and the community come in the, the students get the chance to prepare and rehearse on stage with these facilities and then they perform for the community as well. We have a holistic approach here and we hope to just empower the students to be the best that they can be and to, and to, to treat them all with the dignity and respect I suppose that they deserve and, and make it a warm, friendly, um, welcoming, yet educational place also. It gives you a structure. You know, I mean, in sense of if you want to study music and if you stay at home and do it, it's not you can't can sometimes lose the path. You know, the structured path. Whereas they give you that structure here. Uh, music in the community uh, is very important, uh, especially in Ireland. It seems because everybody plays a musical instrument or does some kind of party trick. Um, I guess there's a lot of history in Irish music as well, uh, as regards just the telling of our history through rebel songs or maybe not even rebel songs but other songs in the Irish tradition uh, I think it's very very important uh, as Nietzsche said without music uh, life is a mistake get you active and get you out there like to do something like so you're not stuck in doors all day like oh yeah it's great meeting people as well like especially if they're interested in the same things that you are as well like helps, helps with what you're doing well, that depends. Like, it depends on the mood you're in. Like, uh, it's not really the, the place or the people, it's the mood. Like. I think it's mostly great crack, but I do think sometimes it can be too government restricted. I mean, this is a music course, and sometimes you can be a bit bogged down in things that aren't music related. So I think there needs to be an initiative to focus more on what somebody wants to do with their time instead of just wasting it.
if you get me. Just uh, less the bureaucracy and more of the music? Uh, less, uh, <laughs> less of, yeah, I'd say more of the music, less of the uh, bureaucratical requirements, I'd say. That'd be the word I'd, that'd be the way I'd put it anyway. It's not just music, it's, it's so much more than just music. Like, it's freedom to be able to express yourself in a group, uh, sing, dance, do poems. It's being creative, like, um, what else can I say? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I love it, yeah. Freedom. Freedom, yeah. To be yourself and express yourself through music and, like, it's a social thing, like, you know? Yeah. This freedom transcends all boundaries. Yasir Ionis, originally from Sudan, has chosen to make Cork his home. He explains to me how music helped him when he arrived here. It healed me a lot with, uh, through the rhythms because the music itself, it's kind of like another language that I communicate with other people without even talking the same language. I just can go and sit down and try to play with them and they enjoy me. It's, it's the feed of my soul. It's, it's kind of like I, I can't find a word to just describe it and put it in a simple task. And, 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 and it's a short time now. I, I can talk the whole day about the music and how it's affecting my life and how it's helping me. And it makes me the person who I am today. Now I know a lot of people, if it's not the music, without the music, I would not be able even to have this interview today. It's like a, a way of uh, expression, healing, integration. I integrate through the music. Uh, communi- community, I make my relation with people through the music. Uh, it helped me. It gave me the confidence of myself and make me more focused, more calm. And really, really, really kind of like sometimes I just sit down. If I get to the stage of like there's nothing I can do, I get really depressed and stressed. I just sit down, play the drum calmly and keep repeating when I'm playing. It's like a meditation or a prayer. That's for the music as well. I teach as well African drumming in general, so I teach adults, mid-age, elders, and I was working one with with the disability people, disabled people as well, from young to old ages, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the drum is kind of like, and the music itself, it's it's big word, it's it's a whole word by itself, and uh, yeah, and the, the 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 drumming circle that I'm doing, it's kind of like relating to meditation, healing, communication give people confidence in themselves. And usually what I do and when I teach people, I say that I'm never teaching nobody nothing. I'm just bringing what people have inside of them. I'm just supporting them to bring that out and to bring it to the surface. That's what we do with the drumming circle. Yasir worked with myself, Elsie Nuagora, Lawrence O'Donnell, Kurt Ayoub and Ali Saeed on Ali's song called Oppression, which gives a first-hand account of what it's like to be seeking asylum in Ireland. The contribution we can make in Irish society is a mess, but the government is stifling this possibility by concentrating us in centres and denying us the right to work and the right of third level education up to 15 years. Oh yes, oppression was about my own experience in direct provision and uh, you know before when I came to, to, to the community, you know, uh, I was institutionalized for seven years, you know, and oppression is everything meant in my life and my friends around me in direct provision, you know, so it really meant a lot of things in a lot of people who have been institutionalized in Ireland, in this country especially, you know, in Cork. Yeah, first, you know, I know people, music was their refuge and uh, they had lost their hope, but music is the one brought back their hope, you know. 
and brought back their healing. I have seen people like depressed, uh, but they were always wearing headphones, you know, and listening to music. So on my perception, I knew like music was their only healing in life because a lot of people, they were oppressed, but in the night when you visit their rooms, like, you know, uh, those tiny rooms and they were living three cultures in a different nationality in those rooms where were put together. They were not allowed to work and they're not allowed for the level of education. But uh, wherever you visit those rooms, you find that they are listening to music. And uh, so my perception in music, then I knew like music and it has changed a lot of their their way they think and their way to wait for, for the so long what they've been waiting for the things which they don't come, you know. Freedom for all. Freedom for all. Freedom for all. Manda await. Manda await. Amanda await. Manda await. And direct vision. And direct vision. And direct vision. Music is the language of change, anyway. I believe that. So, I believe music is everything in life, and it it has brought a change to a lot of people, including me myself. It 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 make me to have hope and uh, understand life. It is how it is, you know. There's the situation then and our situation now, like in islands, black people in islands, and they sing about what is happening at that time. And I believe it had an impact to a lot of Irish people, maybe to have a change. I don't have a good history of Ireland, but I believe they did a good thing to sing what was happening anyway. Music is a spirit, you know, and it's a completely different about the laws of how politicians they put laws, you know. So I believe music is the voice of voiceless and People who don't have guns, people who don't create laws, so they use music as their own their own thing to tell people what is going on, you know. So music is the best weapon in life. Residents for all. Residents for all. Stop deportations. Stop deportations. Stop deportations. Stop deportations. Freedom for all. Freedom for all. Freedom for all. Freedom for all. Manda await. Manda await. Manda await. And direct provision. Manda await. And direct provision. Manda await. Residence for all. Manda await. Residence for all. Manda await. Stop deportations. Stop deportations. Stop deportations. Stop deportations. Freedom for all. Freedom for all. Freedom for all. Music is the Weapon, a documentary by Barbara Flood. Thanks to Terry Moylan, Tom Stokes, Captain Moonlight, Sandra McShane, Jinx Lennon, Tommy KD, Billy O'Callaghan and teachers and students at the Cork Academy of Music, Lawrence O'Donnell, Yasir Jonas and Ali Saeed for their time, words and music. For more information on any of the songs and artists featured on the programme, go to www.yearningcurve.com forward slash music is the weapon. And for the next generation of songwriters, singers, seers and music healers, remember what Fela Kuzi said. With my music, I create change. I'm using my music as a weapon. Music is the weapon of the givers of life. It must be well used for the gift of humanity. This documentary was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee. Produced by myself, Barbara Wood.